John Opin and Sharon. Here we go, Monday afternoon. Thanks for tuning into the program today. Uh, we are going to try and convert someone who's not a fan of the edge to become a fan of the edge. Can we turn them? I don't know, because this person is a very passionate listener of another radio station. We have the opportunity to try and lure them over here with our goods. <laughs> <laughs> with bribery. We have, right. We'll put it all, we'll put our best. Like, we need Sheeran came to New Zealand, and we just rolled out the best of New Zealand for Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, we'll give we, you murals. We'll give you, like, tea with our Prime Minister. We'll give you everything you want. Well, can we convince this person to switch over to the edge? Uh, we'll try all week. All week we're going to do this. And next, we've been having a bit of a debate off a topical story today, Ben. That's right. Over an incident that took place place on a date and you're on one side of the fence i'm on the other side of the fence are we on the, uh, either side of the fence just for radio banter or do we actually genuinely mean that these questions and more <laughs> answered next <laughs> it is the edge john ben and sharon john ben and sharon the edge today we found a, a story on on the internet that's doing the rounds and, and a lot of people are weighing in with their opinions yeah and so uh being opinionated douchebag radio announcers <laughs> we're going to do the same thing ben and it's a story of a date i'll let you tell the tale so a, a woman and a guy went on a date a while back in america about a month or so ago and then he texts back went out for dinner right and then he texts and said oh would you like to go on a second date she then did not text him back heard nothing he heard nothing so then she receives a bill an invoice for the meal for the, from the first date from the guy which included not only the stuff that they ate but also like a, a handling fee a processing fee sales and tax shipping and handling all added on to his invoice as well hey he's on top of his accounts can't get him wrong <laughs> can't blame him so we bought Stefan uh, from the Edge 30 Steph we told you this story mm-hmm. you're, you're, uh, you're firmly on one side of the fence I firmly believe that this woman does not need to pay any bill that mm. is sent to her from a date. Mm. So he just needs to let it go and drop it and not go being all weird accountant okay. creep and sending her bills. Well, see, I'm on the side of the weird accountant what? guy. Yeah, and uh, Ben, you've designed a very special people's court where Steph's going to play the role of the lady who uh, received the bill and I'm going to play the role of the guy who sent the bill. Okay. Okay. All right. Steph, you're playing Amanda. Amanda the American. You don't have to put on an accent. It's up to you. you Isn't can... that your wife's name? It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> and the guy's name's Ben. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Ben gives Amanda one piece of chewing gum, and if she asks for another piece of chewing gum, well, this is it was my it was my chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> it won't give her a second piece of chewing. Oh, you're a tighter. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to talk about it. We're talking about my issues. We're talking about these other people's issues okay. that we don't know. So, Steph, you'll be playing the part of America. Hi. I'm America, Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda. Okay. Firstly, why did you not text Greg back? Well, he's got lots of hideous tattoos. Um, I'm looking for a guy with a little bit more hair growth. And to be honest, the date just didn't go well. It was a little bit awkward at times. He shouted me, which was really lovely. I said my goodbyes. There was no kiss or anything. And then I just did my thing and left. So do you think that you should have to pay for this for this meal that you enjoyed? That he paid for? That Greg paid for? Absolutely not. Okay. Can I weigh in here? Yes, you can, Greg. <laughs> I feel like her argument was getting rather personal <laughs> and not sticking to her role. Okay. I'll, I'll continue. Okay, on. now, Greg, now why do you think that Amanda should have to, to pay? To, to chip in for something that you've, you've paid for, you've had your date, why do you think now that she owes you some money? It's only fair. I thought there was something more in this. I don't, 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 start don't stare at me like that. <laughs> hey, I'll look over bl- here. Can you I'll blink look- when you talk? <laughs> I'll look at the door. It's only fair. I put the bill. Basically, I was wanting to get laid. <laughs> so, I, so I paid. 
thinking that there was going to be some sexual activity after the date. Turns out there wasn't. I'm so glad you're not looking at me anymore. <laughs> I'm just, I'm serious. I think he's in love with the door. <laughs> it was a complete waste of my time. I wouldn't have even gone gone out on a date with her. <laughs> so 0800 The Edge, you guys can weigh in on this. 3343 on the text. Because a lot of people on Twitter, it's been quite divided actually. People saying um, things like so many girls just expect the guy to pay for everything. Other people saying pay for your own meal if you don't have the decency to tell him that things aren't working. So I would have thought that a lot of people would have sided with uh, this mm. Amanda lady, you know. Mm. But she's mm. got sort of a mixed response. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't know that Greg also had stuff in his teeth the whole date <laughs> as well. His breath also was a <laughs> little yes. bit stinky. Yeah. You might have needed yeah. some of your gum before yeah. then. <laughs> one, one piece. <laughs> so Greg wasn't, wasn't the full package <laughs> for, for Amanda. Amanda wasn't overly impressed. Amanda came to work on a Monday and said she was acting a bit cheap. <laughs> oh, under the edge is the phone number 3343. Three. Let's see if we can solve this uh, this debate. Was Greg within his rights to uh, send Amanda a bill? And should Amanda have to pay for it? We'll get to that next. John O, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Whose side are you on here, Zoe? Um, I'm on the side of Amanda. Because I think that, you know, he made that decision to pay for her. He didn't have to. And when he made that decision, he should have done it thinking, you know, shit, he might get a second date, he might not. But he's obviously done it because he's, like, trying to basically buy her, which I think is real disgusting. And, like, she's real lucky that she's got out. Oh, Zoe, but here's another question. Who should pay on the first date? Is it on the guy? I think it's just up to whoever, you know. I don't think it should be the guy. I don't think it should be the girl. Like, honestly, like, just whoever. Like, I'll happily pay for a date. If a guy offers to pay for a date, I'll say, sure. If he wants to split it, I'm happy to split it. I think there's no obligation. Actually, like, gender doesn't really matter. Yeah, she had it. You had a nice time. Whatever. She oh, should have to pay for it later. It's like a money back guarantee. That's what he's. That's what he's employing here. And I, I completely so agree with him. Yeah, don't agree with him. No. Well, I can't change my mind from ten minutes ago, Ben. <laughs> true, true. So I'm continuing to agree with them. <laughs> okay. No, I think I think you need to change your mind. I think you need to hear some of those opinions and just like you know have an open mind about this. No, mate, I've got a closed mind. <laughs> Very closed mind. <laughs> oh well. I don't think anyone's going to be wanting to go on dates with you then, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're talking like that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There, you're out of the dating game, Johnny. Oh, damn it. There's 50 singles in your area too, looking for love right now. Thank you. Thank you very much, Zoe. Thank you very much. I don't know why there are so many single people roaming my streets <laughs> in the uh, area. <laughs> why are they all roaming around? Uh, Faze with us on 800 The Edge. Whose side are you on here? Greg. Greg, yes. Okay. You think he should? Uh, he, he's got a right to be paid half the money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If she thought that he was boring in the first place, then she should have paid her half straight up. Yeah, she should have said, hey, thanks for the calamari. You're quite boring, so I'll go yeah. halves on this one. <laughs> I'll just pay for the, the, the alloy, the little sauce on the side. Maybe <laughs> I'll pay for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good on your faith. Fair call, fair call. Bruce is with us on 0800 The Edge. Whose side are you on here, the guy or the girl? Uh, I, it's, I don't think it's really black and white. You know, I think the guy is a little bit weird for, like, sending that, um, you know, the invoice. But mm. then on the other end, you know, the, the lady was a bit rude. You know, she could have got left giving him a heads up. Hey, so, um, uh, can I stop you there, Bruce? How's that giant fence up your butt cheeks, mate, that you're sitting on? <laughs> oh, right. That, yeah, well, you know, can, can you honestly... Uh, you know, there's there's always two sides. I'm just that's just the way I'm built. No, I'm, you know, I'm, there's always you know. I can't say that I, I, I'm I'm just can't help but be empathetic to both parties. Yeah, yeah. I hear you're like Bean Boys. Yeah, bean I, boys. I, I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. And I think the world, I think the world, and the and the, the biggest spectrum of things. This guy's got to learn to let it go. So he should he shouldn't make her pay for it. But at the same time, the lady's got to learn some manners too. You know, there's, there's you know there's something to be learned here by all parties. 
clear. It's just been all the day off all the leg. Ben, you keep trying to say something. <laughs> Sorry, right. you keep trying to talk over Bruce. What do you say? What do you want to say? I was going to say something. Now the moment's passed, Bruce. Oh, you said, hey, oh, "Okay, I go for the lady anyway because it is a bit weird." Okay, okay. Go for him. So I'll go for the lady. Just, just to okay, make okay. Good on you, Bruce. Appreciate that. He made a decision. He went for the lady. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, and Helena. Helena. Um, I'm not really on a side. I just basically. <laughs> Here we go. A whole bunch of fence sitters on the show. Beg your pardon. Anyway, continue on. Um, I'm not really on a side. I think that it was not really cool for him to send her the bill, but like. If he maybe thought that they could take turns paying for each other's dinners, then I don't... Maybe he thought that it might have been cool for her to pay for that time and then she could pay for another time and then so on and so on. Yeah, OK, right. I hear what you're saying, Helena. OK, all he right. He had a great invoice, though. Like, his invoice game was, was tight. He's got all his accountant, uh, accounting uh, on point, Benjamin. Yeah, you can say what you want about him, but his invoice game was... was the IRD would be very, very happy. Oh. 3343 on the text. A lot of people uh, on his side... Surprisingly, really? surprisingly, saying that they she should have said something on the first date or at the end of the first date, saying, "Hey, I don't know if I'm going to continue." Well, this she on. Did, he did text, right? Yeah, and then she didn't reply back. But I wouldn't have thought, no. But there we go, John O'Ben and Sharon, the Edge. Hey, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a, it's, a, it's one of those stories you're like, that didn't happen. Do you believe the story? I believe the story because okay. I know the guy. Right, but you won't believe the story because it's coming out of my mouth, okay. and I have forged a career on telling. <laughs> A lot of BS. A lot of lies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been the backbone of my career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was weed whacking. Yeah, he had a weed whacker. That's one of those motorised things that... Yeah, yeah you, you get them get at Bunnings, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Petrol line trimmer, thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> if you find a cheaper one, we'll bet it by 15%. 15%. So in his job, he's an arborist, so uh, he needs to weed whack. So they're out in the forest one day. Right. And he's, he's whacking some grass away from the tree stump so they then can get the chainsaw and, you know, cut down the tree. So he's whacking in a time uh, where it's quite frosty in the mornings, and in frosty mornings, mushrooms grow. Okay. So okay. So far, I'm I'm going. You along believe with in the story. you believe in the okay. story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. D- it's slightly doubtful you have a friend, but anyway, that's that's <laughs> that's the only hole at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's weed whacking away now. Some mushrooms have hallucinogenic qualities. Right. Okay. I have heard about this. Yes. Yes. So he's weed magic wha- mushrooms. Magic people. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. So he's whacking away. Not advice, kids. If you don't don't do it. He's whacking away. One of the mushrooms he weed whacks flies into the air and falls into his mouth. No. Without him noticing. No. <laughs> oh, you haven't let me finish. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't believe. I'm not even finished the story, and you're going no, well, no. Well, here's the part where I no. Here's the part where I go no, 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 no. no. <laughs> He starts and half an hour later, <laughs> violently hallucinating. No. Due to the magic mushroom that was flopped Conveniently, into- like, flicked off a weed whacker into his mouth that he didn't notice about. No. But he no, was ch- he didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> no. He spent the whole day hallucinating, and he had to, uh, he had to be taken home. Right. Uh, and then he thought he was being driven home by one of the Sesame Street characters. <laughs> just as well as like the Cookie Monster or something. Yeah. It was just his workmate. Uh, and he spent the whole day lying on his bed, staring at the roof until it wore off. So, uh, accidentally. Accidentally. He was like, so, how did they know later then if it was an accident that it happened? 
Eight? How did he know later? Well, I feel like you don't believe the story. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but how did we know later? How did we know later? Go, you know, that was a weird day. I just, I just started to look static. I wonder what that would have been. Oh, because I was weed whacking around those mushrooms. <laughs> and right. one of them might have, like, fell into this, this happened, like, post-hallucination going, maybe that was it. That's, maybe that's how that happened. No, they had figured it out during. He's like, oh, man, I'm seeing talking unicorn, man. I'm seeing a lot of weird stuff right now. And then the talking unicorn's like, well, maybe it was those mushrooms <laughs> that were weed whacking. But you did a bit accidentally flicked up into your mouth. These things happen, Ben. <laughs> These things happen. Stranger things have happened. Take the, really? Take the story at face value. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you, uh, see, I knew you wouldn't be, I knew you would. No, well, you did. You started it saying I wouldn't believe it, and you're right. Okay. Dan, come in here. Producer Dan, did you believe that story? He probably was listening to ZM or something. <laughs> that I would believe. <laughs> Producer Dan, did you believe that story? Who I wasn't actually listening to. Yeah. <laughs> See? But who said it? <laughs> who, 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 who said it? <laughs> no, go, go. Deadway Dan, living up to his name again. No, just go. Just go. Get out of here. Okay, oh, 100 the Edge. Let's throw it out there. Uh, do you believe Jono's story? Simple as that. It's John o, let's pick some holes in John story. Let's ask him some more questions. I didn't go, oh, I'm going to tell a story and then be viciously interrogated by well, it. Well, let's do it now on the radio. Oh, right, over the edge, 3343. Let's pick some holes in the story of John because there seems like a lot of holes. Or do you just believe it? Or do you like, okay, maybe you do. He's a trustworthy guy. He's he was once friends. voted Reader's Digest, one of the most trustworthy New Zealanders. Okay, we'll get to that next. Oh, I, don't know I love how I just made that up. You believed it? <laughs> I wasn't listening to you, mate. I'm sick of your lies. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Michelle, do you believe Jono's story? Oh, no, I'm calling BS. Yeah, it does sound like a lot Screw of BS. Go, go get screwed, Michelle. There's people that walk around with their mouth open and they sit outside and something flew in it. You'd be spitting it out. Yeah, that's what I said. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like consume this thing and not know you've consumed this thing. Absolutely not. No. Unless it had protein fumes that went through your membranes. I don't know, but I highly doubt it. Oh, hey, Michelle, it's great to know you've got my back, babes. <laughs> We've got a full board of calls here. Yeah, and Ian, you're on my side, aren't you? I absolutely am, mate. You you're go. believing, Jono. Yeah, well, I know it sounds odd, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've ever been, if you've ever been weed whacking in a piece of grass that's, that's had a dog on it, you'll know that things can get hit with the weed whacker, and you get dog bits of dog flying in your mouth. Yeah, so I mean, stuff's flying all over the place, Ben. Flying yeah, all yeah. over the place. Craziness. Yeah, exactly. And Peter, do you believe this story? Yeah, I believe you. Thank you, mate. Oh, Thank why, you very much. Why do you believe him? Two one. I don't know. Like to be honest, I only heard the beginning and the end. But <laughs> it, seems, it seems like a believable story. And, you know, and, and John is a really good friend of mine, and he doesn't lie. So I believe you, mate. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> no story. Thank you very much. I only heard the beginning. <laughs> There's a lot of details in the middle that you missed out, but hey, it started well and it ended well for me, so I'm liking it. All right. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. We've got Bex from the office in with us because you started a lovely initiative last week. <laughs> yeah, it's just a compliment, uh, anonymous compliment, anonymous compliment. Yeah, um, stressing anonymous, we'll get to that later. Yeah, <laughs> um, where I listed everyone's names in the office and um, everyone's tasks or homework was to go home and um, write something that they like about the person so it could be um, a physical trait it could be a work just a compliment a nice thing about each person in the office and Mm. then we were all instructed to send them back to you because it was anonymous so just to you yeah just to you just an email back to you 
so then I would collate them all. So yeah. you would walk away with 30 anonymous. Anonymous, yeah. Anonymous, anonymous. compliments. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm going to chime in here. <laughs> okay, here we go. Because I feel like it's the elephant in the room. I'm being spoken about. <laughs> oh, I don't know, are we? In the past, we've spoken about my email etiquette, Ben. Not great. Not great. It's... One day over the weekend, I just clear out the week's weather. As evening. fast as possible. It's <laughs> fast, fast, furious, wet and stormy. That's what, those are the words I'd use to describe my email clearing. Yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, I've got to do this. It was a day and a half late. I'm sorry, Bex. <laughs> so Saturday morning, I was like, I'll fang through it. I'll go through it. It was like writing 27 leaving cards. Yes. You know, when you try and find something nice to, uh, to yeah. say about the person. So fire through it, you know, Ryan Rathbone, our boss. Bloody good ideas, man. <laughs> how many, how many bloody legends, or how many bloody goods? Or... So many. Uh, Dean Campbell, he's our music guy. I was like, good C, great rig. <laughs> he's got a great body. He does. Yeah. So these are all lovely things you wrote. But what did you do when you uh, collated this email? To send back to just Bex well, anonymously. I, I replied to Bex. Now I thought, well, job done. I even I did that with my hands. Job done. <laughs> A minute later, producer Dan texts me. Mm. <laughs> Can I just say, from my point of view, I was in bed. This was seven a.m. in the morning, Saturday. Okay, my phone. So you get a notification, right? I, I always get about twenty notifications on a Saturday morning, anyway. John is clearing up his email. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, at this particular time, I thought, oh, I would give them a check. You know, I've got a couple of minutes on my on my hands. Looked, Jono had um, not only replied to Bex, but uh, replied to all. <laughs> And he texts me. He's like, you just group reply to everybody. <laughs> so now everybody knows the anonymous stuff that Jono was saying. They know exactly what he said to them. How many did you cut and paste for other people? Because I was like... None. Oh. He did. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Thank the Lord that you gave everyone a genuine compliment, not you're great to work with or I like your smile 30 times. Right. Yeah, no, there, there was one where I was like, I really like your attention to detail. Yeah, like, you can tell there was a few in there you were putting. You were pulling. What do you mean I was pulling? Oh, you know, like, you know, it's, it's you've really, sort of written really general shit. stuff. What did you say to some of the people you never see, like Sid, who produces the night show? What did you say to her? Sid, you are a champion. You have a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about younger, healthier Jono? The uh, Ethan. Ethan. Who Ethan, works, uh, Ben thinks it looks like a younger, healthier version yeah. of me. <laughs> what right. I'm jealous you look like a younger, healthier version of me. <laughs> did you? Yes. <laughs> I honestly thought it was a gag when I when I received that email. I was like, "Oh, he's taking the piss." <laughs> no, he's that bad on email. Eh? Sarah, 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 I was like, "Sarah, you just sit there quietly and knuckle down. It is not missed." Yes. <laughs> no, it was a lovely gesture. I apologise for group replying all. Well, everyone knows what you think of yeah, me now, yeah. and, at, and at least it was good, genuine. Yeah, stuff. it could have been a lot worse. Could've I been. did when I got that text. I was like, oh jeez. Did I had you to, read back through? I had everything. to go read it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a triple check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, John, I think he's just you're clearly so good at giving compliments. Well, thank you, Ben. Oh, at hundred the edge is the phone number. You call up right now. You say your name, and John, you give them a compliment. Oh, but I'm not. I don't know these people. But you hardly knew so half the people in the office. <laughs> you still gave compliments. Okay, so um, so everyone knows what I think about them now in the office. And Ben, you've opened up a compliment line. Yeah, if you want a compliment from Jono, seeing as he's so uh, free and easy with his compliments, uh, we thought we'd open up like a 10-second compliment line. You call up, oh, under the edge, say your name. Jono can ask a couple of quick questions, and then Jono will give you a compliment. Okay, Kaylee. Yes. Okay. Uh, let, let, tell me something about you. Something you enjoy doing? Um, cooking. Okay. And what do you what do you uh, what do you look like? Um, red-headed Caucasian person, woman. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. The time starts now. Go. 
Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Kaylee. Yes. You are the best redhead Caucasian cook <laughs> I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't thank want. You, I wouldn't want any other Caucasian redheads. <laughs> Cooking you a meal, right? Cooking a meal. No. I can't think of one. No, no. Like Gordon Ramsay, is he, is he almost in that category? He's or not? teetering. He's got the gene. <laughs> but I'd, you know, what? I'd pick you over Gordon Ramsay. Oh my gosh, dream come true. Thank oh, God. So you feel better. You feel better. The compliment line. Yeah, it works. Good on you, Kaylee. Thank you, uh, Luke. Welcome to the five second compliment line. G'day, how's it going? Yeah, Luke. What do you enjoy doing? Oh, Luke. What are you? Where about you? I'm in my car uh, in Christchurch. Okay, it's a car, Christchurch. Oh, all right, I've got it. Luke? Yep? You would be the best driver in Christchurch. Well, thanks very much for that, John. I appreciate that. <laughs> Out of all the drivers. Out of all the drivers. In Christchurch. Right now, you would be the best driver on the phone to a radio station right now in Christchurch. So that, that means a lot, bro. <laughs> I just feel like these are really... Oh, like, oh that's nice. <laughs> if, you know, if I would want to be in your passenger seat right now. You would. Knowing that you're in safe hands with Luke. How many accidents have you had? None. There you go. Blemish-free track yeah, record. That's always the best. It. That's always the best. <laughs> and you can hear it in his voice, too. The confidence of, like, yeah, I can hold a conversation, but I can also drive very safely at the same time. Thank you very much, Luke. And we'll do one more. Jonathan, the five-second compliment line. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, Jonathan, what do you enjoy doing? Um, hiking, rock climbing, like an all sorts. Sorry, all sorts. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Five seconds to come up with a compliment. Okay. Jonathan Wood. Yeah. You are hands down the best swearing rock climber <laughs> we have ever oh, spoken to. <laughs> you can climb on me any day. Oh, fuck off. Oh, we'll do. <laughs> How long do I keep him on for? It's a real gauntlet we're running here. <laughs> so you, good. Jonathan. You have a good day. <laughs> See you, buddy. You too, bro. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, we've been at The Edge radio station for over a year now, Jono. Oh, what a, what a wonderful year it's been, though. Isn't it? I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. It's been a wonderful year. <laughs> it's some fun times. Um, it's some fun but times. But of course, we moved across from uh, the rock radio station where we we're doing the drive show, mm. and um, I saw someone in the weekend who was, who was a regular caller to our radio show when we were on the rock. Right. Uh, what some filthy bogan? <laughs> some filthy mullet laden Woodstock drinking bogan? Uh, a, a very hard case guy by the name of Phil. You remember him well because we actually ended up emceeing his wedding. Didn't yeah, we? I do. You love Phil. Yeah. Very, very nice guy. Uh, in fact, Phil was one of these guys that would ring up all the time. He's a courier driver and tells some amazing stories on the radio. Are you a Pokemon Go guy, Phil? Oh, bro, I had a little stint in it for like two days, eh, bro? But it was like too much walkie, so I was like, pass on this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Phil, and you ran into him over the weekend. Yeah. Has he been listening to The Edge? Uh, no, he said he gave it a go. Wasn't for him. So we thought this week we should see if we can make Phil a fan of our radio show. 
What's up, boys? How are you doing? You, know, you must feel dirty talking on this radio station. <laughs> oh, a little bit. It feels like we're having a secret uh, rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> feels like an affair, doesn't it? You yeah, know, like yeah. we're meeting up at the back car park and getting up to Naikuri. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it feels good though, doesn't it, Phil? It keeps exciting, doesn't it? You're like, you're not like where you're, you're back where you back where you usually spend your days is exciting and new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil, you're awesome. We love you. And we, we look to be honest, like we understand you haven't come across with us. Okay, Phil. So, uh, is there anything we're going to try and spend the week flipping you over to an edge listener? Oh, brothers, you gotta. Man, he's gotta aim my voice, bro, because I gave it a go, bro. And that's funny. Oh, there we go. I'll just pull him down there. I'll just pull him down there. And, uh... I'm listening, bro. It's hard. Listening. Oh, there we go. I'll pull him down again. Okay, okay. So, Phil. <laughs> So we understand that, uh, you know, the music. The music is, you know, a big part of any radio station. Not necessarily for you, right? Nah, that stuff's not for me either. Give it a give, nah, no thanks, man. Okay, well, Phil, we've got an idea that we want to do next that involves your favourite your favorite artist on the edge. It may get us into trouble, but, but we're prepared to do it to try and win you across to the radio station, right? Yeah, right. Sounds good. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Phil, welcome. Yo, what's up, brothers? What's up? He's trying to reverse out of the segment. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's backing out. <laughs> uh, we've got Phil, who uh, he used to listen to us on another radio station, The Rock, great radio station. Yeah, we went, had a lot went, of fun there. We had a lot of fun with Phil. Yeah. And uh, Phil, uh, we thought, you know, we emceed your wedding. We've, we thought we connected on a personal level <laughs> with you. We both love the Warriors, Phil, um, you, and, you and I. Ben bumped into you over the weekend, and he said, oh, you know, you've been listening to The Edge. And you said, no. Oh, wait, is, that, is that a crime? Is that a crime? <laughs> no, it's not a crime. It's, it's your choice. But we thought you said, you said some very unsavoury things about the station just minutes ago. Oh, yeah, man. You know, it's, oh, it's just a bit hard for me. Okay, all right, okay. You don't have another go. We all heard what you said. <laughs> so what we want to do, Phil, is we want to we want to win you over this week. Well, at least attempt to, okay? Yeah, mate. So we're going to do something every day to try and convert Phil to be a loyal edge listener. Now, are you listening? Uh, your new listener friends, Phil. They're, they're going to help you. They're going to help as well. They're going to try and pull you over too. It's like a cult, isn't it? The followers, eh? Yeah, <laughs> like on Shortland Street. Yeah. This is, we're basically Gloria Vailing the shit out of you right now, Phil. All right, Phil, your favourite uh, your favorite song, uh, Rage Against Machine, something from Rage Against Machine. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to play a Rage song uh, for you. Uh, just, for, good. just for you, first time on the edge Rage has ever been played. We're going to play it as long as it takes for Ryan, our boss, to call up and stop it. And if it keeps playing, it keeps playing. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Rage. I love this song. Like Killing in the name of it. It right? has some very offensive lyrics at the end of it. Yeah. And it's certainly not part of what you would describe as the edge <laughs> format. Okay. Okay, so Phil, you count us down. We'll start playing your favourite song. This is how much we want you to listen to the station, okay? All right. Count down now? Yeah. All right. Three. Two, one. There you go. This is for you, Phil. Enjoy. Now ring up Ryan, our boss Ryan. You can stop this at any stage, Ryan. Hopefully he stops it before the blasphemy. <laughs> it's up to you, Ryan. We're going we're to hush up for a bit.
This is sacrilege. Right, you've come at Yeah, I know. I mean, this, this hurts me to do this because it's one of my favourite songs. But, uh, you got but Phil's, Phil's, Phil's on the phone. G'day, Phil. How are you, man? Yeah, good man, Frank. Doesn't this bring back memories of cruising around in your Cortina, bro? It does, definitely. It does. It does. So Phil, Did you just say something about a Cortina? Yeah, Cruiser Radio wow. Cortina. <laughs> is that you, Ryan? Is that your, is that your teenage years? He's on to me, yeah. <laughs> Cracking so, a few calories in your mum's Cortina, eh, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, we, the rules of Ring Out Ryan are as soon as he comes in, we have to stop the music. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, well, try, we're trying to convert Phil over to your station, Ryan. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, look, Phil, um, I'm a big fan of yours. I've, I've heard you before. And, um, and look, I, I reckon we just go and have a couple of beers. You and me. What do you reckon? Uh, nah, you're going to have to try harder than that, Ryan. <laughs> Alright, tune in same time, same radio show tomorrow, and we're going to have another attempt to try and get Phil over over to the dark side. Well, because what, having a beer with a complete stranger didn't float your boat, Phil? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, another go tomorrow. If anyone's got any ideas, 3343 on the text, how we can flip Phil over to the edge. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.